0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message.
1: What is this thing called anointed? The anointed is the power, the influence. And the effect of the Holy Spirit upon the life of a believer. Very simple and straightforward. The power of the Holy Spirit upon the life of a believer. The anointing is the presence of God upon your life. When the Lord God Almighty overshadows you, that is what is referred to as the anointing. The anointing is the wisdom and the understanding of God upon your life. That is what the anointing is. The anointing is what? The anointing is the unmerited favor of God upon your life. The ability of God of pour upon your life. Even when you don't even deserve it, that is what the anointing is all about. The anointing is the promise of God that He made to His people to say, He said, tarry in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. That is what the anointing is, it is the promise of the Father. So when this power of God, when this enablement of God, when this favor of God falls upon an individual, when this anointing comes upon an individual, such an individual who can now confront the pharaohs of their life, just like Moses did, when that power comes upon you, when this anointing of God comes upon your life, you become a different man, just like Saul. When the anointing comes upon you, you are able to be able to declare the word of God. You are able to declare the truth of the word of God, just like the disciples did in the presence of the, you know, in the presence of the Jewish authorities. In other words, the anointing transforms you. In other words, the anointing makes you a different man. In other words, the anointing changes everything about your life when you submit under that particular anointing. Now, when I say the anointing makes a difference, what am I talking about? What are we saying when we say the anointing makes a difference? The anointing makes a difference. When when I say the anointing makes a difference, what I'm talking about is that the presence and the power of the Almighty God upon your life turns you around, it changes something about you. The presence and the power of the Almighty God does something in your life. When I talk about the anointing making a difference, I'm talking about the enabling power of the Almighty God. It makes you do the things that you are capable that ordinarily you are not capable of doing. It makes you to go to places where you normally will not go. It makes you to love the people that you normally will not love. It makes you to say the things that you normally will not say. It makes you to take a stand. Ordinarily, where you would rather be quiet and not be, and be invisible. The anointing of the Almighty God upon your life makes a difference in your life. It is the grace of God upon your life that turns things around, that causes you to begin to receive favor where favor where favor normally is not, is not, you know, it's not accessible. In the anointed, that is the power and the presence of the Almighty God is what makes you. Different from the rest of the world. That is what the anointing is all about. And what you find is that when a man like Samson lost that particular anointing, the people ordinarily who could not stand in front of him, the people ordinarily who could not touch him, these same people were now able to not only capture him, they shaved off his head, gushed out his eyes, and turned him into a prisoner when the anointing was gone. When the anointing was gone, you find out that in the lives of the people, in the lives of Saul, when the anointing was gone, the same anointing that made him to prophesy, when that anointing was lifted, you find out that he now began to consult witches when that anointing was gone. And that was why Moses said in the book of Exodus chapter 33, reading from verse number 15, the Bible tells us that Moses was talking to the Almighty God. He said, if your presence does not go with us, he said, don't take us from here. In other words, don't make me do anything that you are not present in. And that is, anytime we pray, we say, Lord, let your heavens be opened. Let your spirit take absolute control. Because anything you do outside of the spirit of the Almighty God, you are wasting your time. Anything you do outside of the spirit of the Almighty God, you are going to be limited. Anything you do outside of the prompting of the spirit of the Almighty God, you are doing it in your own power. Moses said, he said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us from this place. Do not take us from here. The anointing of God, the hand of the Almighty God upon your life, the favor of the Almighty God upon your life, His grace upon your life makes a lot of difference. You remember I used to joke about it, I said there's no difference between us who are in this room and those who are currently in the, in the taverns or those who are currently in the gentleman's club. There's no difference. The difference is the grace of God. Once that grace is taken out of your life, you and I are capable of doing exactly the same thing that you're doing. We're capable of doing it. So the only difference is the grace of God that is keeping you right now. The only difference that you have as a believer is that the grace of God is released upon your life. Outside of the grace of God, you are capable of doing exactly and even worse if you have the opportunity. So the question is, what does the anointing, why does the anointing make a difference in the life of a believer? Why does it make a difference in the life of a believer? The anointing makes a difference in the life of a believer because you now have access to the power and the presence of the Almighty God. It's now upon you. When you have access to unlimited power, you have access to unlimited influence, it changes the way you walk. There's a difference between a man who has just very few, you know, the, all the money he has in his life can be fitted into his pocket. And the one that has so much money that he doesn't even know where he can keep the money. There was this particular rich man in the neck of the wood where we came from. There are people who were praying for him. There is this thing that we call abano in Nigeria, which is translated ah Exactly, thank you very much. That is the word devourer. Okay, they were praying for this rich man. They say, Oh God, do not let devourer enter his money. He said, Stop, stop. You say, I want that devourer to come. Eh? After the devourer has eaten and eaten, it will get so concentrated it will get out of my money. In other words, I am so rich that the devourer cannot do anything to me. Okay, there is a difference. For a man who has that kind of money, the way he will talk, the way he will carry carry himself, and the man who is just begging God, Lord, I want to pay my candle tomorrow, big provision, there's a difference in the way they talk. There's a difference in the way they walk. If you know you have the influence, if you know you have the access, if you know you have the means, there's a difference in the way you look at things. There's a difference in the way you approach things. There's a difference in the way you access people. There's a difference in the way you carry yourself. When people see you, they know there's something about this guy that is different. Because he has something that most people do. And that is what we're talking about when we're talking about the anointing. The anointing, the difference it makes in your life is that it gives you access. It gives you influence. It gives you the resources that is beyond your own ability. The anointing makes a difference because the power it gives you access and power, power access to the presence of the Almighty God. Not only that, the anointing gives you access to the grace of the Almighty God upon your life. The anointing also is a covering upon your life. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 5, uh, reading from verse number 12. For, for thou, O Lord will bless the righteous. With favor, you will, uh, you will surround him as with a shield. When the anointing of God is upon your life, you are the one that looks like you look like as if you are the only one who knows how to do it. When you are talking, people listen. When you are doing things, things fall in pleasant places for you. Not because you are that good, but because it's the Almighty God that is doing it for you. It was the grace of God upon the nation of Israel. The Bible makes us understand when God was trying to, when Moses was trying to give his final speech to the people. He said that you conquered all this land that you conquered. Not because you are great. Not because you have the best army. Not because you are the best trained. But because the Almighty God fought for you. The Almighty God worked for you. The presence of the Almighty God went before you. Israel was able to kill, was able to destroy Jericho not because Israel was much more powerful, not because they had the best military strategy. They have what that was the dumbest military strategy you can think of. You want to destroy a nation? You are marching around the city, marching around the city. How many military would do that? But it is the presence of the Almighty God that makes the difference. The anointing makes a difference in your life because it is the enablement of the Almighty God upon your life. It is what separates you. It is what sets things apart. Okay? So just as I said last week, the Bible makes us to understand that every born-again believer... In every born again, child of God at salvation has received the Spirit of God and thereby has the anointing of God upon their life. Every born-again child of God has received the indwelling spirit of your mighty God. That's why the book of Romans, chapter 8, reading from verse number 15, tells us he said, For you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba Father. Every born-again child of God is sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 13. He said, In whom also after ye have believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So the consistent teaching of the Word of God tells us that if you are born again, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have the Almighty God, you, if you have identified with 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 the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay? Now the question is this. If every believer is anointed by the Holy Spirit. If every believer has the indwelling spirit of the Almighty God upon their life, how come the anointing is not making the difference in the life of most believers? If we say that the Spirit of God is in our lives, if we say that yes, we have been touched by the Almighty God, and the Spirit of God to us, how come those of us who are called by His name, how come the anointing is not manifesting? How come His spirit is not being seen? How come his power is not being free? It's not being manifested in our life. Why is it that those of us who call ourselves Christian, we are not seeing that particular power? Okay? How come believers who are supposed to be carrying the power of God do not even demonstrate that power in their own life? How come that there is no evidence of the power and the presence of God is being seen in the life of this believer? The reason is very simple. Very simple. And that reason is because Although every believer who is born again has the Spirit of God dwelling inside of them, that should not be confused with the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a completely separate and different experience. In other words, while every believer has the Spirit of God dwelling in them, not every believer has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And until you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of that anointing will be elusive in our lives. Okay? The baptism, if therefore every, it is very important therefore that every Christian must understand that a Christian who will walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the Christian who will demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, the Christian who will see the manifestation of the power and the presence of the Almighty God in his life, must be a Christian who is baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that brings up another question. How then do you get baptized in the Holy Spirit? How do you get baptized in the Holy Spirit? How do you receive this anointing that the Holy Spirit makes available? Number one, I'll just go through this very quickly. Number one, you get that particular promise of the Spirit of the Almighty God through consecration. Says, separate yourself. You separate yourself to receive the promise of the Almighty God. If you remember when Jesus was about to go to heaven, he told them, "Say, do not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father. And the Bible told us in the verse of the scripture where we read this one in the Acts of the Apostles chapter 1. It said when the days of Pentecost was come, they were gathered in one place, in one accord. In other words, there was a separation. They were not going about town talking and gossiping and doing all those things and expecting the Holy Spirit to fall upon them. Before the Holy Spirit, for you to receive the anointing, the first thing is there has to be a consecration for the promise. You have to separate yourself. Number two, there has to be a waiting for the promise. It is God who wants to give it to you, you have to wait for it. Number three, there has to be a praying for it. The Bible says that they were in that particular place, uh, and they were in one accord, uh, and they were praying, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit appeared. So there has to be a waiting for the promise. Number three, there has to be a receiving of the promise. Because when the Lord gives it to you, if you don't receive it, it just stays there. There has to be an acceptance, a receiving of the Spirit. And then number four, there has to be a walking in that particular promise. Because he said, if I give it to you, if you believe that he has given it to you, then you begin to operate in that thing that he has been given to you. Because there's no point you taking it and expecting something else to happen in your life. It's not going to make you taller, it's not going to make you shorter, I hope you know that. And for those of us who are having difficulty up here, it's not going to even make you bounce. The spirit, (laughs) the idea is that when you receive it, you have to walk in it. And as you walk in it, you grow in the experience. Because as you grow in it, it begins to increase. It begins to grow in it. So that is how you receive it. So the believer, in whose life the anointing will be demonstrated, is a believer that must be filled, that must be baptized. Number two, it must be a believer that must yield to what the spirit of the Almighty God is saying. I used to say something that the Spirit of the Almighty God is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force you. He's not going to rush you. There's something we used to say in the neck of the wood where I come from. They say, He will not rush you. He will keep looking at you. If you want to move, he will move. If you don't move, he will not move. If you want to stand up, he stand up. The Lord will respond to how you respond to him. That's why the Bible says, Draw near and he will draw near unto you. You remember during that time of started this morning, I said you cannot be a spectator in the game of life. Especially in this Christian walk, you cannot be a spectator. Or if you become a spectator, you are going to watch and nothing will happen. You remember what he told Joshua. The Bible says that everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread upon, he said, I will give it unto you. In other words, if the sole of the feet of Joshua does not tread upon anything, he will not get anything. The same thing. The promise is unto you, and unto your children, and unto your children's children. If you refuse, if you don't claim the promise, it stays there. If you don't receive the promise, it will not be forced upon you. So, for those who are going to see the manifestation of the anointing of God upon their life, number one, they have to be baptized. Number two, they have to yield. Number three, they have to be sensitive to what the Spirit of the Almighty God is saying. The Almighty God will not speak with the loudspeaker. He will not yell upon you. The Bible told us that when Elijah was talking to Ahab and was telling him that the Almighty God is about to open the heavens, the Bible said Elijah kept on praying. He was expecting the sound. He was expecting the rumbling. He was expecting the moving, the earthquake. But the Bible said in all the shouting, all the rumbling, all the earthquake, the voice of the Almighty God was not there. But until the still small voice of the Almighty God showed up, that was when he told them, he said, Get up because I can see the sound of the abundance of rain that is coming. The point we are making is that you have to be sensitive. what the spirit of the almighty god is saying if you are not sensitive to him you will not be able to operate under the anointing not only that you have to be surrendered unto him the people who yield themselves the people who surrender the people who say not my will but yours be done those are the ones that enjoy the movement of the the anointing you are the people also if you want to enjoy the anointing you must go to the point where you do not grieve the spirit of god because the spirit of the almighty god is very sensitive he cannot dwell in a place that he has turmoil. He cannot dwell in a place where there is conflict. He cannot dwell in a place that is, he, that is filthy. The Bible said the eyes of the Almighty God is so pure that he cannot behold iniquity. So you cannot breathe the Spirit of the Almighty God and expect him to make a difference in your life. You will, unless you begin to stay within the limits of the, of the boundaries that is set by your anointing, the Holy Spirit cannot make a difference in your life. So you must stay within the limits. There are certain things that the Lord has deposited in your life. That is unique to you. And that makes you different. It makes me different. If I try to become you, I am trying to extend beyond the boundaries that have been set for me. And I will not be able to do a good job. I will be pushing the spirit of the Almighty God. And the Lord is saying, there is a thing that He has anointed and appointed you to do. You stay within that boundary. As long as you remain within that boundary, you flourish. If you go outside of that boundary, what happens is that you are going to create unnecessary trouble for yourself. And that's why the Lord was asking Elijah. He asked him, and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Because that's not where I ask you to be. That is not where your presence should be. That is not where your spirit, that is not where I expect you to be. There is a location that has been assigned and have been appointed to every man. And if you remain within that location, if you remain within the limit that the spirit of the Almighty God has set for you, you will see that things begin to happen for you. So for those who want to see the Almighty God move and make a difference in their life, they have to stay within the limits that the Spirit of the Almighty God has set for them, and they have to respect the anointing upon the lives of the other people that they interact with. In other words, the Lord has anointed me, He has anointed you. There is an anointing upon your life that I have to respect if I want to see my own anointing move. If I do not subject myself to the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is upon the life of somebody else, you will find that I will shortcut the anointing of God upon my life. There's a friend of ours back in the, in the neck of the wood, where we come from, he used to say, if you know the day that God will answer your prayer, that's the day you pray. But because you don't know the day that you have God will answer your prayer, that's when you pray every day. The same thing can be extended to the people that God uses to help you. If you know exactly the person that God is going to use to answer your prayer, you connect only with that person. But because you don't know, what happened, You treat everybody the same. So that the day that the Lord Almighty, the person that the Lord chooses to use to bless you, you will not miss your blessing. The point, the reason why I'm saying that is that if you have, if there's an anointing upon the life of somebody, and you do not know if God is going to use that anointing to bless you, if you do not respect that anointing, you are going to lose the blessing that is attached to that anointing. And that is why if you want to see God move on your life, if you want to see Him see a difference in your life, if you want to see Him move in an unusual way in your life, you have to respect the anointing upon the lives of other people. Respect that anointing. Now in the life of a believer, what kind of difference does this anointing make? What kind of difference does it make? The difference that the anointing makes in the life of a believer is the difference between life and death. The Bible tells us, is anyone sick among you? You will find out that the anointing, the difference that the anointing makes is that you will find the people who are connected to the power of the almighty God. There is the spirit of life that operates in them, not the spirit of death. That is the difference that it makes. The difference that it makes is the spirit of dominion over the spirit of slavery. The Bible says, and it shall come to and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder, his yoke shall be taken up, uh, his yoke from your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed by it because of the anointing. The difference it makes is that a man who is connected to the power of the Almighty God does not operate under the spirit of slavery. He operates under the spirit of dominion. The promise that was given in Genesis chapter 1, that promise is fulfilled in this. He said go and multiply and, and, and replenish the earth. Have, have dominion over the earth. That spirit of dominion falls upon the man that is connected yeah. to that particular anointing. What is the difference that you make? Number three, the difference he makes is the difference between lack and provision. Now, please, anytime we talk about lack and provision, people see dollars. Okay? It, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying that you don't see dollars, but the, not, the provision that we're talking about is you having access to what you need at the time you need it, when you need it. So when you have that particular asset, you find out that it is not just about, you can carry your money in your pocket and then you want to probably, you know, probably there is no light, you know, there, there, there's a hurricane, that ha- there's a hurricane that happened, all the power has been knocked out, you have the money to be able to pay your bill, but the money is sitting down in your house, as long as that power is not there, there's nothing you can do, you cannot begin to light your light your dollar on fire and you it to, no. The point you are making is that provision is a function of you having access to what you need at the time you want it. And the people who are connected to the source of heaven, the people who are connected to the power of the Almighty God, it makes a difference between operating under the spirit of lack and operating under the spirit of provision. That is what it does for you. And please understand, I'm not saying that the anointing makes you a millionaire. That's not what I'm saying. If it, if it, I mean, if it's God's power, if it's God's will to make you a billionaire, that's not what I'm, I'm not saying it's not possible, but that is not the, in, the idea is that it makes the spirit of provision, the spirit of an abundance falls upon your life. Not only that, it's the difference between failure and success. The fi- difference between failure and success. The difference between, the, or being excelling in what you do and doing and not being able to move forward in what you do. And it's also between the difference between power and weakness. Power to be able to stand in the presence of the Almighty God. Power to be able to do exploits for Him. Power to be able to put the enemy to flight. That is what the anointing does for you. Now, let's see. See the difference that the anointing does in the life of a believer. The question then is, why does it appear that the anointing is no longer making a difference in the lives of believers and in the church? Why does it appear? We all claim that we are anointed. We all say, oh, the service is anointed. Yes, that man of God is anointed. Yes, we are anointed. But why are we not seeing the difference? Why are we not seeing the manifestation? Why does the anointing appear not to be making a difference in this day and age? Why is it that people that we interact with, we are not making any influence? The church doesn't have any more influence in the community or in the society. Why is it that the anointing appears not to make any difference? The first reason is because the purpose of the anointing has been misunderstood. The intention of the Almighty God for anointing you is not so that you become a, you become a show horse. That's not the intention. The intention is not to make you that you become a you become a popular person and then you begin to operate and say yes I am anointed. And they, no, that's not the intention. The purpose of the anointing is misunderstood. That is why we no longer see the manifestation. Number two, the waiting for the anointing has become so tedious. Yeah. People are no longer waiting to. They are not willing to wait in their closet to be able to receive the power of the Almighty God. The Bible makes us understand it was 120 days that the disciples had to wait before the power fell. How many of us are willing to pray consistently for three months for a particular issue? So the t- waiting has become very tedious and that is why the anointing is no longer visible. The price that people think that they are paying for the anointing is too high. The price of holiness, the price of righteousness, the price of purity, the price of abstinence, the price of measuring what you say, the price of self of self self-restriction. Those prices appear to be too high. And believers are no longer willing to pay the price for the anointing. That's why we are not seeing the manifestation anymore dependence is becoming very difficult. That is one of the reasons why we're no longer seeing it. In other words, believers are no longer willing to depend upon the anointing. We want to depend on psychology. We want to depend on the ability to market. We want to depend on the ability to manipulate the, meaning, the, the feelings of people. Manipulate the lighting of the room. So that people the emotional moods of people are, are, are kind of are, are kind of uh, manipulated so that they can respond to a certain kind of music. We are no longer willing to depend upon the move of the spirit of the Almighty God. That is why the anointing is no longer efficient. It's no longer being seen. That's while the difference is no longer been seen. Mm-hmm. We are not seeing the difference because the limits that the anointing sets upon your life, we consider it to be too restrictive. Mm-hmm. The anointing will cost you to be able to choose your friends, it will choose your it will choose where you go. It will choose how you live. It will choose what you see. It will choose what you read. It will choose what you read. It will choose everything for you. And we consider that to be limited. And because we consider it to be limited, we don't want to be restricted. And because we don't want to be restricted, the power of the anointing is no longer making any difference in the life of believers and in the church. So seeing that the anointing appears not to be making any difference in the life of the believer, the question down is, how do you, how do I, how is the church going to position itself so that the anointing of God that is released on a regular basis makes a difference in our own life? How do you position yourself to be a difference maker? How do you position yourself to be able to enjoy what God has, who who, who, who remains the same yesterday, today and forever, continues to do with the people who trust in Him? How do you position yourself? How do you position yourself so that the anointing can make a difference in your life? You position yourself, number one, by purifying yourself. The Bible says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the living God. He said, because that is your reasonable service. The Bible said the eyes of the Almighty God is so pure that it cannot behold iniquity. He said, the eyes of the Almighty God is not blind. His hands are not short. His ears are not deaf. He said, but what has separated us is our sins that have separated us from the hands from the Almighty God. In other words, so if you want to position yourself to see the anointing make a difference in your life, you have to purify yourself for the anointing. Because the Lord Almighty will not anoint an unsanctified vessel. He will not do it. Number two, how do you position yourself? You position yourself by humbling yourself under the anointing. In other words, you say, not my will. But yours be done. How do you how do you how do you position yourself for the anointing? You position yourself for the anointing by devoting yourself to their particular anointing. In other words, your focus is on it. You are not distracted, you're not running from here and there. You don't have a plan B as to how to walk with the Almighty God. There has to be a devotion. To the anointing. Number two, there has to be a submission to the anointing. In other words, the Lord will give you instruction that are not going to be comfortable. He's going to give you instruction that you're not going to like. He's it's it's going to give you instruction that will be contrary to the way you think and operate and behave. But if you are going to enjoy and position yourself for the anointing to make a difference, there has to be a submission of yourself to that particular anointing. There has to be a total dependence upon the anointing. Yeah. Because the Bible said that by the arm of the flesh shall no man prevail. In other words, if you try to, if you think you can do it in your own wisdom, and your own power, You are going to be limited. So positioning yourself for the anointing requires you to be totally dependent upon the, upon the, upon that particular anointing. The question this morning is this. Are you willing? Are you ready? Are you determined to position yourself so that when people come in contact with you, they can say something is different about this guy? Something is different about this woman? Something is different about this church? Okay? That is where we want to get to. But it costs you something. It's going to cost you. And the question is, are you willing to pay that price?
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.